Jeff Newton. And I just put a piece of chocolate cake in my mouth. All right. And uh, we are, are two middle-aged pastors talking about stuff. And uh, and Jeff's eating chocolate cake, and I and he are not together, so uh, I can't see the chocolate cake, nor can I have any. Sorry, Dave. It's really good chocolate cake, especially good for a person that's a diabetic, <laughs> because it, it helps eat up all the insulin in your body so that you have a sugar low or high eventually. Okay. And it kind of messes up your liver and heart and all sorts of other good things, but sometimes it's just really good. Okay. Well, you know, I might go and get like a pound of grease or something to eat it while we're doing this too. So, because I know how <laughs> good that go. is for me. There you go. Anyway, Jeff and I, uh, That's right. it's been a while since we did a podcast and we thought we wanted to get another one under our belts and uploaded. And the topic kind of that we're going to be dancing around today is uh, control issues. Do you have any control issues? Do I have control issues? Well, who's in, who's in charge of this particular podcast anyway? I have no idea. <laughs> See, I don't I don't either. So control is not a problem for me as long as I'm in it. As long as you're in it. So you have no problems with control whatsoever? No, as long as I'm in control, I'm fine. Oh, as long as you're in control. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so. No, I, I think uh, control is, uh, is, is something that everybody struggles with. Especially if you think about church or if you think about your family. Who's in control of your family? Uh, I am. Actually, uh-huh. my wife. So you can continue to believe that. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I started th- thinking about control. Uh, we, we had some, some folks that I, I interact with, and, and they started dealing with issues in their family or health issues. And uh, just it really, you know, they're, they're faithful Christians. Uh, they, they try to follow God, but yet they ran into circumstances and situations in their family where really, they don't want to admit this, but really they have no control whatsoever. And I'm not sure if it's so much the situation they're facing or the fact that they're not in control of, of what's going on is the biggest issue. Those are all issues in a family. That's those are our big issues because, um, you know, I think a lot of times we think we have control, but we really don't have control. Actually, I think most families are out of control. In what ways? Well, I think that I think that we want to believe as parents, if you have children, as parents that we're controlled. But I think often the children control us. I know that that over time, not so much anymore because my children are older. When my children were littler, they controlled when I slept, they controlled when I ate, they controlled where we, when we went out, they controlled everything. And they didn't do it, they didn't do it maliciously, but, you know, when you're a baby, you cry when you're hungry, and you wake you up, the parents up in the middle of the night, and then you get to go to school, and be picked up, and dropped off, and you have plays, you have practices. And I think in most families, the children control, and some learn how to control better than others. And I don't think it's often the thing that's, it's the child's aware of. It's just the way it is. So do you think this is a natural uh, tendency to want to be in control? Of course it is. Everybody wants to be in control. Everybody wants to 
to know what's going to happen next. They want to know they want their agenda to be pushed. It's all it, isn't it all about me? <laughs> well, it is all about you, but I'm wondering about other people. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. So you don't think your children are in control at your house? Oh, I don't know. It depends on the day. <laughs> depends on the day. And of course, uh, I, the listeners. That's might a different not. kind of control, though. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, the listeners might not know, but I I've, I have four children of my own, and they're all uh, ages. Uh, what is it? Uh, seven through twelve. So it's an interesting time. They they want to be in control. Uh, sometimes we allow them. Uh, sometimes I let them think they're in control. But you know, right? I, I'm living and, and under the illusion that I'm the one who's in control. But don't their schedules control you? I mean, things that are really out of their hands. Such as? Such as soccer practice and school schedules and when you get up in the morning and when you have to be home and and can you leave during the week to go on a three-day vacation because your kids are in school? Well, that's true. But some of those are choices. You know, you kind of look at the, the, the big, you know, the big picture and say, you know, is it better for me to just be able to pull them out and go wherever, which I still consider that my option, but... I think the the better uh, choice is leaving them in school. So mm-hmm. uh, I guess in some regards I still kind of see myself as con- in control because it's like, ah, if I wanted to take them out of school, I could. There you go. See, you are in control. <laughs> oh, but I'm not. <laughs> so do you have issues of control, David? <laughs> well, I, I think the difference is really... The difference is what? I think the difference is, uh, I, I think there might be a couple of different types of control. Uh, there, there's one type of control, like what I'm talking about. There's another ultimate type of control where, uh, you know, I don't know, we kind of see ourselves in control of our destiny or our future or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. That's that's true. That's true. So. So we all have a we have all have control of our future. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I don't feel like I do. Uh, you know, I, I can think 20 years from now, and it's like I have no idea where I'm going to be or what I'm even going to be doing. <clears throat> That's true. Me too. <laughs> you never know what you're going to be doing next. No, you don't. Right now, you know, when no, I was no. in high school, right now, I I was going to be pulling down like a seven figure income and stuff, you know. But <laughs> I'm close to that now as a pastor. But uh, not quite. You just have to take the de- you just take the decimal point out of the cent part, and you got there. No, if you if you do it, uh, you know, like for my whole career. <laughs> oh, for your whole career. <laughs> I'm not talking to oh, you. I'm talking talking about... Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I make seven go. seven That's digits a... income. You know, if you add them all up. <laughs> Over the past twenty years, I almost made it there. Almost. Yeah. Well, then you have control. Other control things you have. Um. um Governmental control. You have control in churches. Um, um, there's a lot of other. There's a lot of ways. There's a lot of control over. I mean, I think we all want to believe we're in control, but the more I think about, it, the more I realize I don't think I have much control over anything. Yeah, uh, I was trying to think of a response to that because I, I think that's the case. But sometimes, do you do you live like that, or do you live as if you are in control? Do, do you yeah. get upset when things don't go your way? Oh, yeah. That's my hobby. That's your hobby. <laughs> yeah. You've practiced that. 
Yeah, I, I like to know what's going to happen next. I like to know where I'm going to be, and I want to, when I make a plan, I want to live the plan and do the plan. But you know what happens rarely? It rarely comes to pass. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember, and, and I know you're not like this anymore, but I remember there was times that, that, that the things that made you the angriest was when you wanted to buy something, and you had the funds, and you went in, and they didn't have it. That still makes me a little upset. <laughs> All you want to do is buy what you want. You can do it, but they don't have it, or uh, I forget what the situation was. But it was, it was pretty humorous. Well, I had a you know I had a similar situation this weekend. I went with uh, my wife to buy some. Uh, she's making some flannel blankets for her nieces and nephews for Christmas. Oh, now you we did it! Into, now you did it. <laughs> yeah, we went into the, we went into the, into the uh, store to get it, and they had it. But you had to take it over and have it measured, and then line for that one all the way through the store. So we've waited in that line, and you had to measure it, and then you we cut it to your yardage and all that. And so then all those people that were in front of you in that line were now in front of you at the cash register, so you had to run in the same line again. So to run into the store to pick up two little things, it was should have taken five minutes. It was about 40 minutes. I don't want to hear about Just, waiting in lines. Because, <laughs> you know, that was controlling my time. Yeah. Hey, and I don't like I don't like that. Hey, I got up uh, at, at five o'clock on Friday, day after Thanksgiving. Went to Best uh -huh. Buy, got the good deals that I wanted, and stood in line for two hours and twenty minutes to give them money to purchase my items. <laughs> so don't talk to me about oh, waiting so you, 40 you minutes. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. And what, what's interesting is uh, is I think most of us kind of feel like we're in control and we'll we'll go through life as if we don't feel like we are. And uh, when when it gets really interested is when something happens that's out of our control, or something happens to really prove that we're not in control. Our reactions to that. How do you react to that, Dave? Uh, frustration, you know, uh, maybe anger. I I was talking to a, a friend of mine, and he was talking about a situation in his family, and it has to do with health, you know, and. And it's so frustrating to him because, and he said, he goes, because I like to be in control of the situation. And he goes, here is something that I uh -huh. have no control over. And he goes, and I don't do well. He goes, if this continues on, he goes, I, you know, he goes, I don't know what will happen to me. And I think what he was trying to, 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 uh, to articulate is he doesn't know what will happen to him emotionally or physically. He said he gets physically sick, physically ill because and I think a lot of it is when we're in control, we think we control the future or the destiny. And when we're not in control, we have just the sense of not knowing what's going to happen next. And I think that's a, a place to be fearful or where we're afraid. Exactly. We have no clue what's, what's, what's around the corner. And when things begin to happen, that you can't stop. You can't stop it. It's kind of like, I remember when I was a kid, my dad, um, <laughs> this is kind of gross, but my dad had gone to the bathroom, <laughs> had gone to the bathroom and flushed the toilet and his teeth fell out of his mouth and he went down the toilet and you couldn't stop it. You just couldn't, no control. You couldn't stop it. And, and anyway, he did find them later. <laughs> he went down, he went Floating down the, the creek. No, he went down, um, 
he figured they might have got caught in the, in the little drain, little elbow drain. So he went down the basement and under the sewer pipe and put his hand in there and then had his flush toilet and he caught him in his hand. He <laughs> <Man. laughs> had to boil his teeth in bleach. But oh. anyway, it was really gross. But, you know, sometimes our life is like that. It feels like you're just going down the toilet. You can't, once something starts down there, you can't stop it. Yeah, you just can't stop it. You can't stop it. So, you just can't stop it. So if, if we can get to the place where we can admit, uh, not just admit that we're not in control, but that how can we live life as if we're not in control? And so when we actually realize we're not, it it's, doesn't end up being that big of a deal because it's like, you know what? I'm not in control anyway. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I think there's areas that we that I'm able to do that in. There's areas, but not every area. Yeah. Does that make sense? There's yeah. Some areas that. I'm... Yeah, there, there's some that we've kind of relinquished and said, you know what, my kids are going to do what they do, and uh, and I'm not in control over them, and uh, you know, you, you end up at that point, I think, dealing with consequences uh, rather than trying to mm -hmm. deal with things up front. And it's like, well, whatever ends up happening, we'll deal with that situation uh, because we're not in control anyway. We can try to be in control, but that's like a pipe dream. Uh, and ultimately, I think, you know, you kind of have to step back and, and finally admit and confess that, uh, that God, you are the only one who is actually in control. And, uh, and I'm going to relinquish my control or any thought that I have control to you. I hope God's in control. You hope? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, because we're, <laughs> yeah, I hope somebody is. I, and it's hard. It's hard to step back to do that. I, I think perhaps one way maybe to start this uh, whole process, and and this was an interesting idea to me. It was in a, a book, uh, Robert Mulholland, Shaped by the Word, and he talked about the spiritual disciplines, but he said uh you enter into the spiritual disciplines. He goes, one, it is a discipline, so it's something that you do, and you do every day. But he said you enter into it, not, he, and I think the way he, he phrased it was, you don't control the disciplines. God does. And he said, mm -hmm. so you, you land on a discipline, and you do that discipline, not for any benefit that you receive out of it, but you do the discipline so that God can choose to work through it or choose to not use it. And in my very pragmatic Western Christian, American Christianity, I, I had such a hard time with the concept of doing something uh, and, and saying, you know, that I felt God was calling me to do. And then the reality that maybe God would choose not to even use it to do anything in my life. Wow. See, <laughs> if you can get to that point, you're at a pretty good point. Well, and that's... Uh, that's I would what, think. Yeah, and, and that's, I think, what was his point on the spiritual disciplines. He said, you know, we, we use the spiritual disciplines as long as we benefit from them. But what he was trying to point out is the spiritual di benef disciplines are not for our benefit. They're so that God can work in our lives. And so you really have to relinquish control in your spiritual life to God and let him do or not mm -hmm. do what he wants to do, you know, to do or not do. That's true. That's, and that's a hard thing for a lot of people. Well, it's a hard thing for me, you know, and, and try, it, it, there's one thing that does do, it really takes a lot of pressure off. 
That's true. That's true. And that's um. I had a guy just recently tell me that he, when he goes to his devotional time or his prayer time, he goes to McDonald's. It's his holy ground, he says. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes early in the morning when there's really nobody there. And he brings his Bible and a journal, and he, he begins to pray and write. But he says that he puts the burden on God to show up. Yeah. He just he walks in and says, I'm there. And God, if you want to show up today, then you, that's you're in control, not me. Yeah. And, and that's so really in control. If you want to come and talk to me today, great. If you need a day away, that's up to you. Yeah, and I, I think that's what Mulholland was kind of getting at, that the spiritual disciplines are not so much for, I mean, they are for our benefit, but really they're just a place where we can open up our lives, kind of crack the door a little bit so God can come through. And there might be a season. Uh, he talked about a time when he was, was uh, basically reading through the daily lectionary, and he said, he was not getting anything. He said it was just dry. You know, it wasn't doing anything. And he said he, it was like that for two or three weeks. Weeks, And then all of a sudden, God stepped in and spoke to him through the lectionary. But he said all this stuff had been building up for three weeks. And he said if he had quit at some point because he said, I'm not getting anything out of this anymore, then he said he would have missed the message that God was trying to, 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 uh, to bring to him. Because he was, you know, because he would have been looking at the disciplines as him benefiting from it, not something that God could use in his life. So what would happen if, um, so I wonder how many things we've missed. Oh, man. You know. Because we want to be in control. Yeah, you know, that brings <laughs> up a whole, a whole other issue. I, I am learning, uh, and sometimes not very well. I am learning that uh, that I can wait on God, uh, that I don't have to push things through, that I can kind of stand back, and instead of trying to make things happen, I can uh, let God allow things to happen or have Him make things happen. And uh, it's not always on my timetable. That's for sure. That's for sure. Dude, and I think that sometimes God prepares you even for years and years and years to do something later, later in your life, even. Oh yeah, I I, I wholeheartedly agree. For that. So it, when it happens, <laughs> when it, it happens, you're out of control. Yeah, well, yeah, I I think, and, and again, I think, uh, you know, if you look at, at in in the Bible, Jesus' conversation with Nicodemus in John three. Uh, Jesus is talking about the spirit and he said, you know, you see the wind, you don't know where it comes from, where it's going. So it is of those who are born of the spirit, born of God. And that image just sticks with me because, you know, the wind seems so uncontrollable. You know, we can harness the power of the wind, but we cannot control the wind. And and I, I thought it's just amazing that, that Jesus would use that imagery uh, to talk about living life in the spirit or pointing to that effect. And so that's, that's kind of where I'm trying to land on is, uh, is to not think that I have to be so in control, but rather allow God to, 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 to control things and, and futures and children and, you know, the whole, the whole arena. That's good. <clears throat> that's a good thing. If you can, once, once I think once we get to, to that point where we're even thinking about that, we can begin to experience it. But I think for many people, and, and it's difficult to even think about 
giving them control. Yeah. It's, even, it's difficult about even thinking about trusting God. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think there's some power issues in there too, but that's that's probably a different podcast. Probably so. Yeah. That's probably true. I think, um, and, and what I think God does sometimes with control is sometimes we're so stubborn and we say we just want to be in control. And God, I think, sometimes will say to us, okay, you're in control now. Go ahead. And that's when we make big messes. Yes. Usually. Yeah, that's Usually. true. That's true. Hey, you know what? We, we're coming up about 20 minutes on this podcast. I, okay, I, sh- I should mention good. I should mention that Jeff and I are not in the same place. We're doing this over the Internet. So uh, I'm trying to keep tabs on the time. Uh, and uh, any any I, I guess my parting comments for this topic on control would just be uh, that, you know, it's it's a great comfort to uh, believe that you're in control. But uh, there will always be something in your life that will will convince you that you are not in control and uh, there's two ways to deal with that Uh, either you just simply confess the fact that you've never been in control and uh, put you know the future and stuff up to God or you can kind of try to fight against that and uh, at some point prove once again that you're not in control Uh, it's up to you any parting (laughs) any any parting comments on uh, the issue of control you just said it all. You just basically said everything that I was going to say, David. You stole my idea. Oh, I stole your idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll, we'll, are you ready to close this one out? Yeah, I am. I'm ready okay. to go. Uh, and this, and this, this chocolate cake is right here. Okay. Oh, I wish I could have some, but I haven't figured out how to do that yet over the internet, but maybe someday. Yeah. Maybe someday. So uh, I'm David Mullins. And this is Jeff Newton. And And we're two middle-aged pastors talking about stuff. All right. And uh, we will try to get another podcast up before too long. But until then, uh, we pray that God just uh, surrounds you with his presence and, uh, and you follow him. And he'll take control. Amen. Amen.